0: Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Are you excited in the house this evening? Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Come on, show your excitement. Show your excitement. I want to actually see that you are excited. I want to see that you are excited come on come on for the past few days the lord has held our hands he has taught us he has opened our, eye. he has opened our eyes he has opened our hearts you know we, we received i received a message from someone some days ago and um we we kind of responded you know today as we responded the person told me told us she said she said oh don't worry I don't need I don't need um, an answer to that again I've been part of the boot camp and the boot camp has answered most of the questions I've had you know it's so so, so what a what a joy what a joy i I, I really want you guys to show your excitement how's the past days been for you? has it been for you just use one word to describe the past days use one word to describe the past days you know I used to say anything that is of um, importance to you you will give it time you will give it time and you'll give it attention if it's important to you you will give it your resources you will give it your time you'll give it attention I am so glad I'm so glad wow uplifting exciting Powerful, insightful, reverting. I love that word. I love that word. Reverting, power-packed, life-changing. Wow, fireful. My God, it has been so amazing, so amazing. What do you say to Jesus? Glory to God. So tonight, we're going to be having um, another session, another power-packed session tonight. We're going to be having another power-packed session. You know, you, you use, there are some people you see I'm sure that there are some people you see and you're like, how is this person so hungry for God? How is this person you know so thirsty for God? And you 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 always wonder how tonight we're going to be um, we're going to be talking about spiritual growth, what to do, because after now, the journey the, 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 the journey of your growth continues. The journey of your growth continues after now. You would need to, you know, be on a consistent plan. We didn't bring you yet to do it to perform a magic on you. We only brought you yet to, you know, answer the questions in your heart and to also set you on the track for growth. So after now, you know, it's going to be a journey. You will, you will, you will discover God uniquely in ways that are unique to you. In the name of Jesus. So right now, we're going to be having. Um, um, a, a teacher of God's word. Our, our, our teacher is going to be bringing us the word tonight. Um, um, let me read her profile. She's, um, uh, her name is Messi Oyem. I'm sure you can see her profile already in the chat she's a legal practitioner and pre- presently into general legal practice she, so if you have any case please you know you know who to meet <laughs> glory to god all these troublemakers i hear lawyers are troublemakers but this one we have tonight is not a troublemaker she's not a troublemaker she's she's she she only looks for the devil's trouble anyway okay so she's a gifted teacher of God's word she's passionate about truth and about growth you know she desires that believers come to the true knowledge of christ of who they are in him and walking in the said knowledge today she'll be teaching about spiritual hunger and spiritual growth um that aside i i want to say that i hope you're aware that she's she's the principal of this uh boot camp she's the principal of this school you know and she's been doing a great job so far. I'm sure you can you can attest to that fact. You know, um, she she means so much to me. She's such such an amazing, amazing, amazing personality. So apart from bringing your legal issues, you know, she's also concerned about your spiritual growth. I want you to concentrate tonight, guys. I want you to give this your full focus leave instagram leave facebook leave whatsapp to concentrate on this so she's going to be teaching us about spiritual hunger and spiritual growth and uh, ladies and gentlemen are you ready to receive what god is sent to have us receive tonight are you even ready are you ready glory to god glory to god glory to god hallelujah so over to you mercy we are we are we are ready to hear from you amen amen
1: Amen! Praise God! Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! Hallelujah! Thank you so much, everybody, for the warm welcome. Thank you, (laughs) thank you, (laughs) CCBYG. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um. So, as CC said we're talking about spiritual growth and spiritual hunger so this is like not even like this is a two-in-one this is a two-in-one a two-in-one topic and i've tried my possible best to compress and recompress my notes <laughs> that we help us tonight in jesus name amen amen i'm really I, I, i'm really excited to be here Really, any any opportunity to share God's word with God's people, be it one person or hundreds of persons or a thousand persons, you know, I don't take such opportunities for granted. The word of God is a seed. You are sowing. The hundreds of persons here we, we we spread what they were here tonight to many more persons so how, how can i not feel honored how can i not feel blessed to to be to to, to be among those sharing god's word do you understand like we've, we, we've said this or i said this i think last week that the impact you get from this boot camp it's not just it's not going to end with you it's a generational impact you, it's, you, you you, hand it over to your generations, they hand it over to their generations, you take it to nations you are taking over nations guys you are taking over nations taking over territories, taking over gates, taking over kingdoms remember what the family of Rebecca told her when she was leaving to get married to Isaac, they said may you possess the gates of your enemies, so please don't be so short sighted as to think the words you are hearing or you've been hearing or we still hear, we end just with you this is a generational generational thing. Generational guys. Generational. One of the one of the stickers I have. I have on my wardrobe in my room says, i mercy I take over nations. I take over territories. I take over kingdoms with the word of God and with the power of God. Because I know every word I hear, they don't stop with me. Every revelation I get, they don't end with me. Every impact I receive, they don't end with me. They don't end with me. Not at all. I'm taking over nations. I'm taking over territories. I'm taking over kingdoms. I'm taking over gates with the word of God and with the power of God, so I want you to have this, when you have this mindset, nobody will tell you not to be distracted, because you will know that generations are counting on you you will know that kingdoms are counting on you, nations are waiting for you, Bible says that they are waiting for our manifestation so you can't afford to sleep or to slumber or to be whatever so yes, thank you so much okay, let's just quickly pray Father, thank you for tonight's session thank you because your word's is going to come in a very simple manner simple but effective your word carries light your word carries fire your word carries power and would definitely not be the same at the end of this session thank you jesus amen so what is spiritual growth spiritual growth simply means becoming like christ basically basically Spiritual growth is a process of becoming like Christ. Spiritual growth is a process of becoming like Christ. It's not complex. It's not complicated. Not at all so if you're expecting me to 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 use jargon or to use big grammar to explain it i'm not even sorry to disappoint you but it's as simple as that spiritual growth is a process of becoming like christ so if i tell you i'm growing spiritually what i'm telling you in essence is that see i'm showcasing christ more and more look I'm manifesting Christ more and more that is what it means so when I say I'm a spiritual being I'm a spiritual person what I'm trying to say is that I am like Christ I am like Christ I live like Christ I talk like Christ I behave like Christ I react like Christ I respond to situations like Christ I do everything like Christ so spiritual growth is a process of becoming like Christ before we move on I want us to take note of these key points. Upon salvation, the Holy Spirit begins working in us, taking us through the process of making us more like Christ. I take that again. Upon salvation... The Holy Spirit begins working in us, taking us through the process of making us more like Christ. What this means is that an unbeliever cannot grow spiritually because an unbeliever is dead. You get an unbeliever cannot grow spiritually. An unbeliever does not believe in Christ. An unbeliever does not have the Holy Spirit working in him or working in her. So he or she cannot grow spiritually. Only a believer grows spiritually. Do you understand? An unbeliever is dead. Spiritually, they are dead. A believer on the other hand is alive, alive unto Christ. So note that, number two, note that the end result of spiritual growth is to be like Christ. The end result of spiritual growth is to be like Christ, to be like Christ, not to be like any man, not to be like Mercy, not to be like CBYG, not to be like Ladey, not to be like your pastor, to be like Christ. Let's turn our Bibles to Ephesians chapter 4, 13 to 15. If you can, please help us post Ephesians chapter 4, 13 to 15. I read Ephesians 4, 13 to 15. And so we shall all come together to that oneness in our faith and in our knowledge of the Son of God. We shall become mature people, reaching to the very height of Christ's full stature. 14. Then we shall no longer be children. Carried by the waves and blown about by every shifting wind of the teaching of deceitful people who lead others into error by the tricks they invent. Verse five. Verse five. The key. The key verse here. It says, instead, by speaking the truth in the spirit of love, we must grow up in every way to Christ who is the end. We must grow up in every way to Christ who is the head let me check out these other translations you guys are posting we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head that is Christ that is Christ to so the measure of His start so this this these different versions are saying the same thing that the goal of spiritual growth is to be like Christ please to be like christ god has not called us to be like any man god has not called anybody to be like any man of god or any woman of god no matter how worded no matter how spirit filled no matter how powerful they are ephesians 12 verse 2 says looking unto jesus the author and the finisher of our faith jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith not your pastor not your parents, not any evangelist, not any bishop, not any archbishop. So don't allow titles and positions move you. The aim, the goal of spiritual growth is to be like Christ, is to be like Christ, is to live like Christ, is to manifest Christ, is to showcase Christ. Do we understand? So, you know, it it happens these days. I don't want to call call any church so it won't sound normal, but you know, in certain churches, you would see members trying to, choosing to dress like their pastors for whatever reason. Maybe you see your pastor in wears suits every Sunday and you feel, oh, because my pastor does it, I must do it. There's nothing wrong with it if you are doing it freely. But when you think it's a must, like, your salvation is not original until you do everything your pastor does, until you dress the way your pastor dresses, until you speak the way, until you pray you praise, until you lift up your hands the way your, your pastor lifts up his hands, you think your salvation is not real. That is nonsense, please. That is bondage. That is, that is not scriptures. We have been called to be like Christ. Even our apostle Paul said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Imitate me. So you can see that the end of it, the goal, the end result of it is to be like Christ. Is to be like Christ. If you understand this, you will not find it hard to... Say no to certain things, you will not find it hard to unfollow certain so-called ministers. If they are not this is this is my own motto in life. I don't whatever your title is, whatever your position is, if you are not living Christ, if you are not living the word, if you are not preaching the word of God, if you are not preaching the true gospel of Christ, I don't care what your position is, I don't care what your title is, I don't care what your education or qualification is. I unfollow immediately. I would honor you, I would respect you, but forget. You are not, no man is your God, all right? So, the end result of spiritual growth is to be like Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Another thing we need to note is that everything you need to grow spiritually, everything you need to live a godly life, is at your disposal. It's at your disposal. Everything you need to grow spiritually is in you. It's in you. So, don't think, oh, I want, to, even though I want to grow spiritually, do I have all it takes? Do I have what it takes? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. God has called you to grow spiritually. He who has called you has also equipped you. God does not call you without equipping you. He calls you and he equips you. As a matter of fact, he equips you and he calls you at the same time. So everything you need to, to, to live a godly life is at your disposal. You want, to, you want to live a pure life, a sexually pure life. You are, The reason why you are, some of us are struggling is because we don't believe we have all it takes to live pure lives. We don't believe we have all it takes to, to not have sex before marriage. We don't believe it. But guys, you have all it takes to, to be like Christ is in you. All it takes to live like Christ is in you. Let's check out 2 Peter 1 verse 3. So it won't be as though I'm saying my own. 2 Peter 1 verse 3 says that, his divine power, paraphrasing. you can post it for us, please. Second Peter 1, verse 3. His divine power has given us everything we need to live a godly life through our knowledge of Him. His divine power has given us everything we need to live a godly life through our knowledge of Him. So you are called and you are equipped. You are called and you are equipped. You are called and you are equipped. Whatever God has called you to be, Whatever God has called you to be, whoever God has called you to be, to be a teacher, to be a pastor, to be a medical doctor, to be whatever, to establish an NGO, to whatever it is, you have been equipped. God has, you have all it takes to fulfill purpose. You have everything it takes to fulfill purpose. You have everything it takes to live a life that pleases God that same Second Peter 1, I think verse 4, or verse 5, it says that we have become partakers of his divine nature. You are carrying Christ in you. You have his divine nature in you. So everything you need to live like Christ, everything you need to become, to be, the, the, the word become here means living like him, living like, we know we already have his nature. We know by nature we are like Christ. So what we are saying here is living like him. Conscriptor says work out your salvation with fear and trembling. So everything you need to work out Christ's life is in you, you are not lacking, not at all. You are not lacking, amen. Another thing I want us to note is that spiritual growth is a lifelong journey. Spiritual growth is a lifelong journey, you don't stop growing, nobody stops growing, nobody outgrows growth, nobody outgrows growth. It's, it's impossible. It's impossible. No matter the height you've attained, no matter the the depth you've you've reached or you've covered, how much of the world you've covered, how much rema or remus you've received and gained, there is still a lot of growing. If I can put it that way, there's still a lot of growing to be done. Nobody outgrows growth. Nobody can outgrow the word of God. You cannot outgrow God's word. You cannot outgrow God's word. You cannot. Everybody needs the word of God. Everybody needs the word of God. Whether you are you were saved a day ago, a day ago, or you were saved 90 years ago, we all need God's word. So nobody has arrived yet. Even Apostle Paul, at, at the stage he was in, he had, he had done a lot in, for God's kingdom. He had established different churches in different nations, across different nations. Yet he says that, that I may know him. I do not count myself to have apprehended so nobody has arrived yet. Don't ever think you've arrived. That is pride. That is pride. Lucifer made that mistake. He thought he had arrived. He thought he had seen all there was to see in Christ. And look at where that landed him. Look at what, that, what, what the end result of his pride is presently. What he's going through presently. Do you understand? So you don't ever come to that place where you think, "Oh, I don't see God finish." I mean, I'm this, I'm that, I'm bad. No, not at all. There, there are more things to learn about God. God is deep. God is deep. God is deep. You know, Scripture says that Corinthians, Corinthians says that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, it has not even entered into the hearts of men what God has in store for us. But the next verse now says that by his, by, by His Spirit he has chosen to let us know something not even everything because god is too deep god is too god is very deep it's mysterious that he chooses to reveal some things to you doesn't mean that is all there is to him even your closest friends don't know all there is to know about you How much more god a whole god an entire god uh-uh husband and husbands and wives god they don't know every they don't know each other each other 100%. You now think you you finished knowing God. There's no such thing. So don't be hard on yourself. Don't be hard on yourself. Spiritual growth is a lifelong journey. It's a lifelong journey till till Christ comes or calls us home. We keep growing. We keep growing. Another thing I will say under this point is this. Don't compare. Don't measure your growth by another person's another person's yardstick, I guess. Don't measure your growth by another person's, um, another person's level of growth. Because God works in us in different ways. We all grow at different paces. Some grow faster than others. It doesn't change anything. It doesn't make you less. It doesn't make you less important than they are. It doesn't make you less loved than they are. Do you understand that? Do you understand that? Don't, don't measure your growth by... Don't look at me and say, Ah, this is... Star. I wish I... Don't, don't do that grow at your pace, grow at God's pace, measure your growth by God's word, let the word of God be your standard, not man, don't make man your standard, don't make me your standard, don't make anybody, make God your standard, measure your spiritual growth by God's word, this spiritual growth thing is the same as it can be likened to the normal physical growth, some children, some persons mature faster than others, it doesn't make those who mature, who mature uh, slower, less important. Do you understand? You know, it, when 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 we are, for example, I use myself as an as an example. When I was thirteen, I was very, I was very, even till now. Go, I'm I'm I'm. <laughs> I am i am i i do not want to say I'm short. I'm not short. I'm petite, guys. I'm petite. <laughs> you know, when I was. My age mates, when I was 13, some of them were already taller than, than me. They were already, you know, growing different parts of the body, breasts and everything. And I was just there. I'm like, ah, hey, what? Okay, I never never even thought that way, but some persons probably think that way. But it doesn't make me less. It doesn't make me younger than they are. It doesn't make them wiser than I am. So be patient with yourself. Don't be too hard on yourself. All right? Some persons, some girls start seeing their cycles earlier than others. It doesn't make the other people lesser. Do you get? So just because you are growing at a slower pace or or at what you think is a slower pace than others, doesn't mean those who are growing faster are better than you alright, so please don't be hard on yourself you know, people say me to this like I've been having, I've been with my devotion for the past one week and then one day I missed it since that one day I missed it, I've been struggling to get back on track it's because you are being too hard on yourself am I saying don't be disciplined no, I'm not saying that, be disciplined be disciplined, but give yourself room, you are human too so when you fall, rise up don't remain there, alright yes, yes another point I will raise here is that god wants us to grow right you know this god wants us to grow all around god wants us to grow all round, all around so god, 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 god doesn't want you to grow in one area and then you are stagnant in other areas i've noticed that i've noticed that in fact i was just thinking about this i think yesterday while i was going through my notes again and again and again and again to be sure i've not missed out anything that it is true Some of us are are more like Christ in some areas than we are in other areas. Some of us, for example, you know, when we get to how to measure spiritual growth, one of the the key points under that sub-module is producing the fruits of the Spirit. According to Galatians chapter 5, 22, I think, or 23, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, Some of us are more like Christ in some areas than we are in other areas. For example some are more generous than they are kind some are more faithful than they are patient do you get what i'm saying do you get what i'm saying but guess what god does not want you to grow in one area to the detriment of of the other areas god wants us to grow all around god wants us to grow all around the fruits of the spirit is love joy so God wants you to be loving God wants you to be joyful God wants you to be patient God wants you to be long suffering God wants you to be kind God wants us to showcase showcase Christ in every area in every area God wants us to surrender every area of our lives to him so God you, you, you can't give God one aspect of your life and hold back the other that's why I said this is a lifelong journey Cause for some of us, we are we are more patient than we are, than we are with endurance. Do you understand? So God wants us to grow on every side. God wants you to grow spiritually on every side. God God wants you to be like Jesus in the way you speak. God wants to be like Jesus also in the way you respond to situations. Do you get? All right, all right. So let's let's let me quickly run through the the, the stages of spiritual growth. Please, are we following? are we following the stages of spiritual growth there are three number 1 babyhood number 2 childhood number 3 adulthood adulthood is what i'll call maturity all right adulthood is what i'll call maturity so i'm going to take the two stages to get the first two stages together stages of spiritual number 1 babyhood number 2 childhood number 3 adulthood also known as maturity let me just say here whenever you see most of the time anyway whenever you see perfect in the Bible it's, in, it's talking about maturity Mat- uh, growing, growing in Christ, becoming mature Do not, be, not um, being sinless or something like that Do you understand. So, spiritual growth babyhood childhood and adulthood i would take the first two together babyhood and childhood like i said spiritual growth can be likened to normal physical growth nobody no child is born today and becomes an adult that same day you will run imagine a woman pushing a a grown adult grown adult. a 25 year old comes out of her the doctors the nurses will run for their lives you get this is why i say we need to be patient with ourselves nobody exactly will run nobody, nobody is born a full-grown adult nobody is born a full so you cannot give your life to christ today and expect to be you know manifesting the way people who have been in christ for years are. of course i have to say here that it has it has nothing per se to do with how long but how well because some people are, are 30 years in the faith but they are not growing but that is beside the point so be patient with yourself so what are the features of babyhood and childhood unreliability children and babies are unreliable children and babies are unsteady children and babies they are shaky they are not dependable this is how you know you are still a baby in Christ if we cannot depend on you if we cannot trust you if you are unsteady guy you are still a baby in Christ you need to grow you need to grow you need to grow you need to grow i think the the example i gave the last the last boot camp 1.2 i so will see i will the same example here you know baby examples of baby christians or child in quote child christians are those who you know they are the ones who trouble you to old programs in church to do to carry on different activities and when it's time they don't show up those are babies. They are the ones who will be pursuing the. They already the, are the running after CCBY. You see, do boots come, do boots come, do boots come, 3.0. We'll register, we'll do, we'll do this, we'll do that. When they open the floor, they will not come. You're a child, you're a baby, you need to grow up. Another example, they are the ones who. They, they, the pastor does not visit them in church one week or two weeks. They vex and say they are not going to church again. What is that? You need to grow up. You need to grow up. Come on. You need to grow up. That, these are just some of the examples of, of some of the characteristics of features of babies and children. They are not dependable. They are irritable. They get irritated easily. They get irritated easily. They are not reliable. They are not discerning. They are not, not descending. Babies and children are not, not descending. They are trusting. They trust everybody. That's why it's very important that if you are new in the faith, if you are new in the faith, you, you do what? You be mindful. Be careful of what you feed on. Be careful of what you feed on. All right? Be, even, even, in, in quotes, grown, grown believers have to be careful of what they feed on. How much more? A baby. Be careful of what you feed on. All right? it's not every book you read it's not every message you listen to it's not every so called man of God you follow it's not every so called man of God you follow, it's not every word you hear you put into action, it's not every word you hear you take to heart, babies are not discerning, that's why you need to, you need to find find a, a, a church a local assembly grounded in God's word grounded in God's word as a baby, as a child, you cannot afford to be here and there they cannot afford to be here. So if if these features I've mentioned are, are, you know, you've seen them in you, please. You need to grow. Babies are not discerning, babies are unreliable, they are not dependable I've had experiences in my present church. They will be the ones who come to our pastor, and my pastor also happens to be my dad. So of course I hear these things. They'll be the ones who say, Pastor, make we do video, make we do vigil. You know, many I remember many, many, many years ago when we just started, they will say like make we do vigil, make we do video. pastor we set time for vigil. time to show or more how many persons will be there those who are clamoring for vigil nowhere to be found come on come on. pastors are trying honestly people who bash pastors I, I pity them i pity them on one hand and i get angry with them on the other hand you don't know what pastors are going through are going through man so don't, don't be that way. Don't be that way. Let the word of God grow me. We will get, we will get to, our, how to how to grow spiritually. How to grow spiritually. So don't be that person. They don't visit you. You visit them. They don't check up on you. Check up on them. Be careful what you feed on. Find a local assembly grounded in God's word. Don't have, okay, we, we we even get there, them don't, 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 don't let me jump. Don't let me jump. So these are just some features, alright? I can't talk more. Let's go to the, the third stage is adulthood or maturity. Adults are not supposed to drink breast milk, all right. You know, there are some <laughs> there's some food you need to eat to grow. You cannot be sucking milk and expect to grow. You cannot be sucking only milk and expect even babies, it's when they get to a particular age, mothers start feeding them. You know, other meals like amala, something soft, something light, because you know this child cannot survive on just breast milk. They're supposed to be fed breast milk for six months. To us, but after that, I think, I think if I'm not mistaken, you start feeding them pap, you start feeding them swallows, other things, just so they can grow and their and their bones can get stronger. But you don't see an adult. And adults okay granted adults adults suck breast milk no wala but they don't they don't they don't rely on just breast milk they eat other things they eat other food even if you like milk here yeah, aside please let's even forget breast milk any kind of milk at all cowbell landia whatever you cannot live on just milk you need solid food you need meat you need rice you need semo you need vanga soup, you need all these things the same way, if you want to be an adult to mature in Christ, you need solid food you cannot, you can, one year two years, three years, four years, five years ten years, fifteen years in the faith they are still pampering you, they are still begging you to come to church you are still refusing to go to church because they, they didn't visit you fifteen years in the faith fifteen years in the faith, you cannot speak words over your life, you need to grow you need to grow so these this, this, this are real-life issues, real-life issues. Let me, quickly, let me quickly share this story before I move on, because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be mindful of time. So several months ago, while I was still working in my previous office, this, this client I was, working, I was working with, I was representing the court and all of that. And, you know, he was sick. The first time he was sick, I, I prayed, God, I was there to pray for him. I prayed... It was healed, you know. I even called him that, sir. How are you doing? Hope you're fine. He said, Yes, it's fine. Praise the Lord, I was happy. So, at the next hearing date, he came looking all sad. I asked him, Ah, sir, Mr. Kilo Shele, what happened? Are you okay? He now brought out the medical report that you see what the doctor said. He said that uh, he has diabetes and he has different ailments, shah? different ailments. Ah. So I was trying to build his faith because I was led to. I was trying to build his faith. that sad. Look, how, I know what the doctor has said, but look at what God's word says. Bible says that by... His but all my attempts to build his faith there, eh, they were falling on deaf ears. The ma- So I, out of prayer, I had to ask, that's what you church do. And then he told me, he said, there's even a decline and all of that. And in my mind, I'm like, ah, truly, spiritual growth is not by title. Truly, spiritual growth is not only by how long you've been a believer. It's about intentionality. It's about discipline. A baby that refuses to eat correct food remain a baby. Even if it's great, my, oh my like a rabbit call it Oma Lepa, they probably think the child as quanchocko or something like that. So it's not about how long. I've been saved for years, but if I've not been intentional about my growth, do you think I'll be here sharing God's word with you now? It's not about titles, it's not it, age matters years matter but not as much as how intentional you are about your growth how disciplined you are when it comes to growth you have to be intentional if you want to grow you have to be intentional you have to be able to set your feelings aside if i were to go by my feelings trust me i'll not be here this evening i would absolutely not be here this evening speaking but you have to set your feelings aside many times you have to hold on to god's word you get so maturity signs of maturity you are reliable you are steady you are watchful you are teachable you live by god's word we'll get we'll talk more about it when we get to how to measure your spiritual growth do you understand so let's move on to the sub to the other sub model practical steps to take to grow spiritually Whew. okay oh lord let me to manage my time please Help me to manage my time practical steps to take to grow spiritually how do i grow spiritually number one Desire to grow. Number no, one, desire to grow. This is about spiritual hunger. So please permit me to skip this one. We'll get back to it when we when we start talking about spiritual hunger. Is that okay? Desire to grow. Desire spiritual. Desire spiritual hunger. We'll get there. We'll talk more about that. So please let me skip to the next to the next step you need to take to grow. Please, are we following? I don't want us to be confused. All right. Sign. Practical steps. No, we've not gotten to signs of maturity. Practical steps to grow spiritually. Number one, desire to grow. That is spiritual hunger, basically. You must be hungry for growth. You must be hungry for growth. So we'll talk about spiritual hunger later. Number two, you want to grow spiritually. You need the Word of God. See, honestly, I could, I could, I could about on this point till nine o'clock. I will. We we'll still have more things to say. You cannot grow without God's word. You cannot, as, 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 um, you know, rice and beans and noodles and spaghetti are food for your body. The word of God is the food of your spirit. The word of God is the food of your spirit. The word of God, eat all the semobita in this world. It, it does not affect your spirit in any way. You know, some persons are physically, they are glowing. They are beautiful. If you see their skin, you know, glass skin. But their spirits are skeletons because their spirits are starving. 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 Skeleton, skeletons, skeletons uh, spirits. You know, these are the kind of believers you in your dream, eh, you're always losing battles in your dream. Please, if I not if you're always losing battles in your dream, please, please, I beg you, go and feed on God's word. Feed on God's word. The word of God is the food of your spirit. The word of God is what energizes your spirit. The word of God is what strengthens your spirit. If your spirit is not strong, why would you, you will have nightmares now? If your spirit is not strong, they will, Satan will sit on your head. If your spirit is not strong, he will mess with you. But your spirit cannot be strong without the word of God. Without the word of God, the word of God is the food of your spirits the word of god is the food of your spirit if you don't have the word of god how will you talk back to the enemy if you don't have the word of god how will you resist the enemy bible says resist the devil and we flee will you resist by quoting biology will i resist the devil by quoting section 15 Subsection 1 paragraph 8 of the constitution he don't, satan doesn't understand that he doesn't understand uh, uh, nigerian laws he doesn't understand american laws he doesn't understand biology or whatever the language you understand in the word of god the word of god it is written jesus told it it is written He didn't say according to what uh, uh, mary told me it is written in the word of god so when the enemy comes to you in the physical or in the spiritual you attack him with god's word you are feeling sick in your body you attack the sickness with god's word scripture says i am but if you don't know the scriptures how would you resist him how <laughs> How will you go and speak to a believer, uh, to a non-believer, to give his life or a life to a Christ? If you don't have the word of God, you cannot share what you don't know. You can't share what you don't know. You can't share what you don't know. You can't. So the word of God is very important. The word of God is very important. Under the word of God, I, I break it down. Number one. Okay. Under the word of God, First Peter 2 verse 2 says that desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. First Peter 2, verse 2. <laughs> Desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. So you want to grow, you need the word of God. Like I've said. So under the word of God, I broke it down. Number one or oh, number two, I guess. Study the word. Study the word. Second Timothy 2, verse 15 says, Study to show yourself approved. A workman to, to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needed not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So, the word of God, study God's word, please. Ah, I beg, study the word of God. You cannot afford to live on just the words you hear in church, you cannot afford to live just by the words you will, you will get here. You have to sit, thank God. Yesterday, we dealt with Bible study, Second Timothy 2, verse 15. Thank God. Yesterday we talked about how to how to do our Bible study. So no excuse. Study the Word of God. The reason why we are we are swept swept tossed to and fro by various winds of doctrine is because we refuse to study. If you don't study, anybody can deceive you. If you don't know what if you if you don't know what God's Word says, you will swallow everything I'm saying here and lying and sin because well. You would, you would just believe automatically that what, what Messi is saying is the truth. But be like the, the Iberian Christians in Acts 17. That whenever they heard the word, they would go back home to check their Bible to see if what the apostles told them is really so. So study the Word of God. Study the Word of God. Be a diligent student of the Word. Hear the Word. Hear the Word. You know, Romans 10, 17 says that faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. So hear the Word. And here I will also, I will also reiterate the point made earlier. That select a, a good church, a, a, a local assembly that that is grounded in God. Oh, don't pick a church based on the pastor. Don't pick a church based on the, on the population. Don't pick a church based on how beautiful the pastor's wife is or how handsome because you have a crush on the wife or because you have a crush on the husband. You are joking. You are playing with your spiritual growth. You are playing with your spiritual growth. Why would you pick a church because you like a pastor's dressing? Why would you pick a church because the pastor the pastor's wife is fair in complexion, yellow girl? Why would you, why would you even pick a church because of the population? There are thousands, you know. You know, I've made Let me share this secret. I've learned that some people speak churches with large populations because they want to hide. <laughs> because they want to hide. You know, why if you attend a church where there's maybe fifteen or twenty, everybody knows. Everybody knows everybody. So if you miss one service like this, ah, sister, so for me we nothing in church today. What happened? But because we want to be we want to be hiding. We hide, We will go to you know. A, a congregation of three thousand, or thirty thousand. Even if you miss church, nobody go know whether you fast or you know pastor Nobody will ask you question. Me, my own personal preference. I don't, I, I'm not, I don't mind. I'm not, I'm not saying that has to be that way for you. I'm just, I'm just saying set your priorities right. I prefer small populations because then I hear the why Hear what I want to hear. I gain access to the man of God. If I need counseling, I know who to go. If you want to, okay, let's say you want you say you want to meet, you want to you want counseling from Bishop David Oede the Now, Do you know how many persons you have to go through to get to him? So these are the issues, guys. So the point here, the point here is when you are choosing a local assembly, choose based on how grounded that church is on the word of God. The word of God should be the, the, the number one, the main criteria for choosing a local assembly the word of god if if where you are going they are not they are not preaching the truth you know like they read my bio i'm passionate about truth though i like you can in fact you can say it's i'm passionate about truth and by truth i don't i'm not talking about my truth or their truth or our truth i don't have a truth and i don't believe anybody the only truth i live by is the word of god am i saying i'm perfect am i saying i don't do wrong am i saying i don't fall short not at all but the word of god is the truth i live by So if if the church you've chosen or you will choose, don't don't leave the truth. Don't preach the truth. What are you doing there? We have so many believers in the church who are starving. Ha! God, who are starving? They are hungry. Why? Because our pastors, our teachers have replaced the word of God with entertainment. They've replaced the word of God with motivational quotes. Ha! The gospel is the power of God unto salvation, not entertainment. Not motivational quotes, not music. Music has its place, quotes have their place, entertainment have their place, but these things can never, can never take the place of the word. Peter did not say desire entertainment that you may grow thereby. He did not say desire quotes that you may grow. He said desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby so our, of course our pastors our teachers, our leaders they have, response, they have the responsibility to share the truth but you too, help yourself help yourself study the word of God go to a church where you know they preach the truth. don't be seeking entertainment up and down entertainment cannot save a soul only the word of God can only the word of God can amen the next one meditate on the word of god joshua 1 verse 8 this book of love shall not depart out of your mouth we shall meditate on it day and night so meditate on the word of god so i said study the word hear the word meditate on the word hallelujah number two steps to take to grow spiritually i mean number three i guess this 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 is even a continuation of the point i just made live by the Spirit. live by the spirits. galatians 5 verse 16. what i say is this i read what i say is this let the spirit direct your lives and you will not satisfy the desires of the flesh let the spirit direct your lives and you will not satisfy the desires of the human nature you get? So this one, this is one of the ways to grow spiritually. In fact, I'm just going to add it to to the other one. Live by this, living by the spirit simply means living by the word of God. Because the spirit of God will never will never lead you outside the word of God. The Holy Spirit will never lead you to do something that is outside the word of God. So you can separate it or add it. The one of the other ways to grow spiritually, practical step to grow spiritually is living by the spirit, living by the word of God. Living by the word of God. Living by the spirit. Living by the spirit. Living by the spirit. This this, this thing I want to say now, it's something that not even I had nobody even told me. I learnt it myself from, from real life experience. For those who are who are still struggling with habits, you know, addictive habits, drugs or whatever look the earlier you start saying no to the to those urges the better for you the earlier you start saying no to those temptations the better for you why why am i saying so the more you give into temptations the harder it would be for you to say no the next time that temptation comes did you get that did you get that the more you give into temptations the harder it would be for you to say no next time the temptation comes okay sorry about that mimi galatians 5 verse 16 so sorry i'm just i just don't want this I, I want to make sure i say everything i need to say before our time is up i'll try good news bible version good news bible version that's what i just read now so as i was saying the earlier, see, the, the, the more you the more you give in to to sins or the more you give in to, to temptations, uh the other it will say no next. And I know this is it's practical experience. You know, the urge, the urge to watch porn comes today. You don't even fight it so much, you just give in. The next time it will come because it feels ah, this girl, she doesn't even resist me, she doesn't even she will, she will just agree, sharp, sharp. So the earlier you start saying you know, the better. So it, it falls under under this point. Live by the Spirit. Then they will be led by the Spirit, not by your flesh. The flesh, we always want what it wants. But we don't live by the flesh. We live by the Spirit. The more you give in to temptations, the harder it would be to say no when they come again. All right? All right? All right. So the next point. The next point on how to grow spiritually. Prayers prayers, prayers, <laughs> prayers, the word of God and prayers. As you guys know, these are two key things, two key points. Prayers, I, I won't waste much time here. So We already talked about prayers on, on Monday and Miss Sandra dealt with that, so I won't take much time. The only thing I would say about this is, you know, when, we, when, when you pray, you are basically communicating with God. You are spending time with God. And guess what? You become what you behold. In the place of prayers, we are beholding God. The more you behold God, the more like Him you become the more you behold God, the more like Him you become. The more you seek God's face, the more of God you will find. Ayagada. Hey. Prayers. Prayers. You said to grow spiritually, you must be a person of prayer. And I was saying that. I was saying that, you know, when we pray, we communicate with God. When we pray, we behold God's face. You are spending quality time with the Lord. And you know, the more you spend time with someone, the more you become like them. It's a normal thing. We've heard stories of my husband and wife starting to look alike. After years of being together, it's the same thing in our relationship with God: the, the more you behold God's face, the more you become like Him. The more you behold God's face, the more you become like Him. And the more you seek God. So while I not know If you know seek, you know, go find. If you know behold, you know, go become. It's as simple as that. Amen. So, like I said, I, I won't I won't dwell much on this. We already talked about prayers. Um The number four, number four point or the fourth and the last point here on that practical steps to grow spiritually is obedience, 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 putting into practice all you've heard. All these things, uh, we are, this, this is what I will be concluding with by the end of the entire session tonight. But just note it in your head. Obedience, obedience. If you just hear and you don't do, you will not grow. If you just hear about you, I need to study God's word to grow. And you don't study, you won't grow. If you just hear about why I need to pray, I need to pray, you don't pray. You will not grow. The blessing you are seeking is in the obedience. The growth you are seeking is in, it's in the practice. You know the saying, practice makes perfect. Abi? So yeah. So I hope you got that. Practical steps to grow spiritually number one desire to grow number two you need the word of god Under the word of god study the word hear the word meditate on the word number three live by the spirit number four prayer and number five practice this obedience hallelujah so quickly let me run through or not run through let me go through how to measure all right the next subject we are here with is how to measure spiritual growth how to measure spiritual growth so how do i know i'm growing How do I know I'm maturing in Christ? How do I know I'm growing in Christ? How do I know I'm maturing? How do I know, oh, I'm no longer a baby. Now I can at least showcase small, small. Don't be proud, child. How do I know I'm growing? How do I measure my speed? Like like I've said, don't, don't make another person's level of growth be your yardstick. Don't measure your growth by how far Or are not so far? Another person is growing. The word of God is our standard. The word of God is what we measure ourselves with and by. So, number one, I know you are growing, or I know I am growing when I am producing or manifesting the fruit of the spirit. This this covers every other point. I would say, actually, all right. So, number one. How do I know I'm growing spiritually? How do you measure your spiritual growth? You produce the fruits of the spirit. You manifest the fruits of the spirit. Jesus said that by their fruit, we shall know them. By the way you speak, I would know if you are are really carrying Christ. By the way you respond and react, I would know if you are really carrying Christ. By the way you dress, uh, by the way you dress, by the way you do things but if you live life generally we we'll would know if you are really carrying Christ do you understand so manifesting the fruits of the spirit Galatians 5 to 23 Galatians 5 to 23 somebody was asking me in the verse so we are here now but the spirit but if spirit produces love joy Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, humility, and self-control. There is no law against such things as this. Kingdom. for the fruit of the spirit is love, joy. There's even a song. For the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. There's self-control. No against such there is no law to, to know to, to, to know. You are you are really growing spiritually. Look at your life. How much of these fruits am I producing? Am I loving? Am I patient? Am I faithful? Am I long-suffering? Am I kind? Am I humble? Am I self-controlled? Or do I give in to all every urge that comes? My body tells me, eat semovita by two a.m. You don't even resist. You clear out the kitchen, open your pot, and you start devouring. You will not say you don't have flat stomach. Uncle or sister, we have flat stomach. <laughs> so please, so yeah, producing the fruits of the spirit is one of the ways. <laughs> that was like a personal attack. <laughs> it's one of the ways you measure spiritual growth how much of the fruits of the spirit am i manifesting of course you are not the one producing them the spirit of god in you is the one producing them so you are to manifest them you are to showcase them by their fruit we shall know them by how patient you are i know that you remember what when they called the, the apostles christians, they said they are christians no wonder they had been with christ how do they know they agree with Christ by the way they spoke by the way they dressed by the way they, 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 they were living their lives so I, I, I would not know you belong to Christ if I cannot see my coro coro eyes you understand so how much of the fruit of the spirit are you producing secondly how to measure your spiritual growth you put spiritual things first you put spiritual things or slash God first you put spiritual things and God first what i mean by this you begin to see earthly things as you know earthly things don't matter as much to you anymore do you get to so put spiritual things first a good example is moses you can check that out in hebrews chapter 12 24 to 26 that moses even though he was living in a in, in pharaoh's house he was living as the the son of pharaoh's daughter You get, he still preferred to endure suffering with his people than to enjoy riches with the wicked people, with the wicked ones. He esteemed earthly things lightly. So earthly things don't get to you as much. How you know you are growing spiritually is when you are not carried away by earthly things anymore. You're not carried away by fame anymore. Your goal or your aim of doing what you do is not not for, for fame. It's for Christ. So you put spiritual things first. The third one, you you die to human applause and approval. This is another way of knowing you are growing spiritually. Deadness to human applause. Deadness to human applause and approval. You know, you can check out 1 Corinthians 4, 3 to 4. Apostle Paul said, I care very little if I am judged by you or any court. I am paraphrasing. I, I care I don't care whether you whether you're applauding me or not, whether you approve of what I'm Hebrew 1 Corinthians 4 3 to 14, Hebrews 12, 24 26. So how you know you are great spiritually? You are you die to human applause and approval. The truth is, if you if if if, if you are those who are in this kingdom of ours, shouldn't care about human applause. Because if we are in God's kingdom, men will eat you. It is normal, they will eat you. If they ate, they hated Christ, so for sure they would eat you. So you need to die to human applause. You leave Jesus, whether they are clapping for you or not. You you talk like him, whether they, you are, they are applauding you or not. You know, so you die to human applause, you die to human approval. Does this mean that um, you should not be accountable or teachable? No, please. I'm not saying that you need to be accountable. You have to be teachable. I did not say be proud. I only said die to human applause and human approval okay so ask god this is a, this is one of the ways to measure if you are growing spiritually when jesus christ was on earth he wasn't concerned so much about how what people want to say about him when they told him you he don't heal on the sabbath day did he didn't tell them he, he went ahead with the healing he went ahead with his ministry not caring what the father had to say so you have to die to human applause if you are if you are still conscious of human applause and approval you will not go far you will not go far in this in this ministry. You will not go find this kingdom. Because you because are so carried away by human applause, you will start watering down the gospel. You will start compromising the way many people do today. Because they don't want people to cast them. They don't want people to cancel them. They start watering down the gospel. Say no, Bible says this. They say they say they say the exact opposite. You know, Bible says that um um he created the man and woman because they seek human approval. So badly, they 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 change it and say, "Well, uh, man and man is okay, woman and woman is okay." No, no, no. So deadness, human applause and approval. <laughs> Amen. The immature Christian is self and people conscious. But a growing Christian is God conscious. You get that? God conscious. God conscious. I know I am growing when I am more conscious of God than I am of myself or other people. I know I am growing spiritually when I am more concerned about what God thinks than what others think. Hallelujah. The fourth point, you relate with God as your father. This is how you know you are growing spiritually. You relate with God as a father. Look at like I said, Jesus Christ is the perfect example. Is the goal. It's the goal of his spiritual growth thing. Look at Jesus. He, he always spoke to God as his father. He spoke with a certain level of familiarity. So, yes, revere God. Yes, honor God. By all means, you honor your, your spiritual parents. But love him too. Love up on him too. Call him beautiful names. You can, call, you can call God your love. He is your love. Call him your lover. He's your father. So don't not every time you just come and you. And they call it your majesty, oh matchless god, uh, the one who is clothed in that yes, we know he is all of that and more, but please don't hesitate to also communicate with your with God, like is your dad, is my daddy, is my best pa is my best so don't be afraid of <laughs> don't be afraid of pouring out your heart to him. Look at Christ, he always called God his father. My father is thank you, Father, because I know you always hear me. My father who has called me, nah, 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 nah. my father has done this. My father has done my father. Has, you is your father. He's God, but he's also your father. Is God is God to everybody, but he's a father to those who believe in him. You believe in God, so he's your father. Don't be ashamed of him. There's there's this meme that was popular many years ago, you know, a, a little boy was boasting and said, um, um, you know, my dad is connected to this, my dad is connected, and the, 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 the other boy said, I don't mean to brag, but my dad tells me that God is my father, or something, something like that. Like, I don't mean to brag, but you know, God lives in my house or something like that. you, you get what I'm trying to say? So if i are saying, you know, I know that, my I know that say, tell them I know God. Ah, I know God, God lives there. <laughs> Oh, god lives here god lives in me god lives in my home god lives in my house god is my father is your father so relate relating with god as your father is a sign that you are becoming you cannot say you are like christ and you are speaking to god like you people are strangers don't be a stranger be romantic with god sweet holy spirit love of my entire life lover of my soul the one who makes me smile from here to here. The one who makes my head swell to the point of almost bursting. Do you think God doesn't like to hear sweet words? I beg. He likes to hear you too. Like you imagine you're in a relationship now and your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your fiance or fiance is calling you uh, holiness. <laughs> holiness, the mother of my. <laughs> i don't know the example to use, but you guys you'll think so much. like are you sure this guy who loves me? you know don't you have the romantic bone in your body <laughs> so the point is another you, you look at your earthly father you honor your father but you are also friends with your father that's that is how it should be i know some of us are perfect examples of earthly fathers and that's why we relate to god the way we do okay but god is your father he's a good father Today I was just thinking in my mind because I've been on this October Gratitude Challenge and I've been saying tomorrow my, what I'll be posting on my WhatsApp will be thank you, thank you, thankful for how God fathers me. I know the way God fathers me. He fathers me so well. He fathers me so well. He fathers me so well. Me so well. Do you understand? All right, all right, all right. The last point under here is following Christ, of course. Following Christ. already said this. We follow Christ, not people. We follow Christ. not not. We follow Christ and Christ alone. Christ and Christ alone. You can have mentors. You can have models if you want to, but at the end of the day, Christ is your focus. Christ Christ, oh guys, Christ is our focus, Christ is our focus, Christ is my life, Christ is my focus, Christ is my all in all at the end of the day, Christ is all that we have, he's all that we have really guys, Christ Christ is my focal point, he's my everything my gaze are set on him even on dark days I fix my eyes on him, Even even on days when I'm frustrated and I'm so angry with God, I still fix my gaze on him because at the end of the day man disappoints, but God no; they ever disappoint so we follow Christ he's the one who is perfect the best of men is still a man the best of men is still a man the best of men is still a man guys alright so lastly before we go to spiritual hunger benefits of spiritual growth I'll just mention two, just two number one benefits of spiritual growth ability to discern good from evil Ability to discern good from evil. I think we read this in Ephesians chapter the first script, Ephesians 4 10 to fifteen, that you will not be tossed about by various winds of doctrine. So when you when, when you grow spiritually, not everything gets to you. You are you are not moved. Like you hear this on radio, you hear some messages and you just brush them aside. Ability to discern good from evil. To descend good from evil, to descend when God is the one speaking, you will know when God is the one speaking and when people are just the one showcasing themselves. Understand? So when you grasp, you would know that God is the one at work. And I have to mention here; I think we already mentioned this before, anyway, but that you fall under anointing. You are growing spiritually. That is not what shows you are growing spiritually. That you break the chairs in your church and you you know the 10 persons are holding your hands and your legs is not a sign that you are growing spiritually. All these points I mentioned earlier are how we know. By your fruits we know. It's not by your falling. So yes, yeah, spiritual growth is not measured by how, how, how much display in church. You know, they lay hands on you and you fall. So if, if, if you don't fall, don't see it as, oh, I'm not very spiritual. I'm not like Christ. I'm not really saved. Please, don't be by cause to follow. Emotions, have, emotions play a role in all this falling thing as well. Emotions play, play a role in how we express ourselves as well. For example, I, I, I'm pretty emotional. Of course I, I don't even fall. for me by cry. You know, small thing like the only spirit will just touch me. Will just will me small like this. You will see tears. <laughs> you will just see tears running down this girl's eyes. I'm mean, wondering what is the only spirit telling this girl? You won't know that the only spirit is just blowing my mind. Yeah, just show me one small thing and my mind is just ah! I'm amazed, Lord. So so yes, tears and you know, flying if you fly or, or you fall, don't don't determine, you know, whether you your grace reach. it's there's nothing wrong you know some persons are extremists on one hand they think if you don't fall you are not saved on the other hand the person still, if you fall you are possessed that is not that, that that is not true if you fall fine but don't force it don't force it to. and if you don't cry don't force it either even this this tears thing when the Holy Spirit eats you nobody will need to make you cry nobody will need to force you to do anything do you guys understand yes Yes, 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 yes. You know, I, I did mention this point When ah, yes, I, I have to say this. I have to say this for the sake of someone. I know our time is fast spent already. But, you know, are, my my pastor was sharing a story last week during our service about how few years ago, you it know, was just, it was on his way out. And there was a church, church by the road. And in the church, they were trying to cast out, apparently they were trying to cast out a demon out of a lady. And guys, guess what they were doing just to cast out that devil? They were flogging the girl. Ah! You know, I almost, I almost shed tears. They were flogging the girl. You know, the way, the, way, the, way, the way my pastor was describing it, I felt like I was there. I can imagine, because it happens. It happens. They were flogging the woman. Eh, Eshu, daddy, if you're not telling you, me, Satan, come out. Eshu, daddy, they will, you know, whip her. Eshu, f- serious flogging. Seriously, so according to me, said so he went now. They asked, that, What is going on? What, what, what are you doing now? And I think that they want to cast out the devil. Uh, Thank God for, for the deliverance. So the, my pastor said he, he just took the girl. He, he like, grabbed he her out of the church. He Come on, what they kill you here? They kill, a certain member of my church said he went to a particular church for a miracle or whatever and they gave 40 strokes. 40 strokes of cane. 40? Why? 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 Which the want to retreat, yes. Please be careful of the church you attend, the church you choose. Nobody needs to flog you to cast out. As a matter of fact, the devil cannot even possess you. You are a new man. First Corinthians 5 verse 17. The old has passed, the new has come. So let's even say, that I want to cast out a demon from someone. You don't need to flog them. You don't need to. Fl- it's by word. Devil, I command you get out of her now. In the name of Jesus, not by flogging This word is for someone. Please watch where you go. Please watch who you follow. That they bear the title pastor does not mean they know God. Does not mean they know God. Does not mean they know God. You have to be discerning. I know that some persons are good pretenders. They can pretend to be manifesting the fruit of the spirits, but give it time and give the spirit a chance to reveal their hearts to you. Don't marry a man. Ah, thank you. Don't marry a man because he's manifesting gifts. He's casting out devils by their fruit. By their fruit, be discerning, guys. Be discerning there are many deceitful people in the world, devil is very cunning. devil will not come to you as, as darkness, he will come to you as light so please be discerning please be discerning, be led by the spirit of God, God helps us the last point here is are not tossed about by winds of doctrine I already mentioned that, so that's another benefit of spiritual growth so quickly in the next uh, 15 or so minutes I'll run through I'll run through spiritual hunger spiritual hunger, please are we here since i here, you know, I said about one of the practical steps you need to take to grow spiritually is you must desire to grow. So, we're about talking about that desire now. The second point is you are not tossed about by winds of doctrine. What that means is that you don't swallow every word you hear hook, line, and sinker. You bring them side by side with the word of God. You go back home and you study to see if what this person is saying is what God is saying. So when you hear that, people, people say, you know, a man can marry a man, you are not moved by that because you know what scripture says. You know you, you know what the word of God is saying. So you are not moved by culture, you are not moved by policies. Because guess what, guys? There are various doctrines out there in the world. Only those who know their God in these end days will be able to stand. If you don't know the God you are serving. If you don't know your God and His Word, you'll be carried away. Even Jesus said, Even the elect will fall, we will not fall in Jesus' name, Amen. Okay, I will run through spiritual hunger. Spiritual hunger, please. Are we here? Are we here? Okay, spiritual hunger. To be hungry for something means to desire something, to want something, to long for something. So to pray spiritually, you definitely need to be hungry for it. Well, while I was thinking about this word, I was thinking about the word hunger yesterday. And it, it, it struck me that hunger is actually different from appetite. Don't let me go bring that, so I will not confuse you guys. But the point I want to make here is hunger is more than just a desire, hunger is a need. Hunger is the need. When you're hungry for something, you don't just desire it. You need it. You need it. That's how we say, ah, I'm hungry, but I have appetite. I'm sure you've said that before. I'm hungry, but I'm hungry, meaning I need food. My body needs food. My body is weak because I've not fed it. But I don't have appetite, meaning I don't feel like eating. You get, I don't feel like eating. So what we are talking about here is not just um, it's not just a feeling, it's not just a desire, it's also a need. Spiritual hunger, need for God, desire for God. So hunger, hunger is a we need God. Everybody needs God. But you need to you need to admit that to yourself. that I need the Lord. I need to grow spiritually. If you don't accept that, if you don't admit that to yourself, you keep thinking you are enough. And you are not. You are by yourself, you are not enough. By myself, I am not enough. Do you understand? So you can sometimes you may not even sometimes you may you may not have appetites for the word of God. In other words, you may not feel like studying the word of God. But because you are hungry, because you need it, you study irrespective of what you are feeling. Does that make sense? Are you kidding me? Same though, so like like me, I would not lie to you, the past the past few weeks, past few months of my life, have been, oh my God, I've been a whole lot, a whole lot. That, that's why I mentioned earlier that if I were to go by my feelings, I will not be here sharing the word of God. But because God is more than just a want, because in need. I need him. I desire him and I also need. Him. So even when the appetite, the feeling is not there, I still run after time. So tonight basically we're talking about both hunger and need. Oh that I'm not confusing you guys, right? I feel like. Are you guys following? Please let me know. All right, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So please note this point. Hunger is not just a desire, it's also a need. Only those who hunger and thirst get filled. Only those who are hungry get filled. Only those who are hungry get filled. Our anchor scripture for this particular, should I call it, topic now? It's Matthew 5, verse 6. Matthew 5 verse 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. So if you don't hunger, if you don't hunger, if you don't desire if you don't need, if you don't have that need if you don't admit that you have that need you'll be looking at but God, God will be looking at you till you come, so that us will be looking at each other you get, that's why Jeremiah Jeremiah says that I think Jeremiah 29 verse 13 that, yeah Jeremiah 29 verse 3 that you will seek me and you will find me because you will seek me with all your heart you only seek after what you hunger for you don't seek after what you don't need or what you don't desire. Let me give you this example. Uh, one of us, one of our, one of our SLC leaders. Her name is Arunike. You know, she made a post a while back about how one day she was craving. I think she said donuts, donuts and found out so. And the craving was so bad that ah, Mokole focus. She could not focus. So she, even though where she knew she would get the donut was far away, she did not mind tracking. She didn't mind, Jeremiah 29 verse 3, she didn't mind trekking just for that hot, she who specified hot, hot donuts and chilled and Fanta. She didn't mind, why? Because the craving was so much. It had become, it had become a need. Her body was hungry for it. Her mind was hungry for the hot donuts. That's why... When you know you are hungry for the Lord, you will do anything to have it. You will do the 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 hunger I'll be the I'm talking about. I'm not talking, I'm not talking about unbelievers. It's different for them. What they need now is salvation. You're already saved. So, what you are needing now is more depth in him, more of him. You know, the song, The more I know you, the more I want to know you, Jesus, more of you, more of you, more of you, more of you, Jesus, more of you. You get to the more of him we have, the more of him we want to have, you get. So, So, only those who hunger and thirst get filled. If you don't go to God, if you are not hungry, would not seek after god if you don't seek our time you will not find him not because he's wicked not because he's idle, but because god is not cheap. please note that god is not cheap god is not cheap god is not god is kind god is love god is merciful but he's not cheap he's not cheap at all you want to you want to access god you want to access depth in god you must pay a price the price of discipline Discipline. God must see that this, this person is serious. It won't reveal mysteries to someone who will just take it for granted. He must see that you really want it. So, like they would say, or like we would say, spiritual hunger is a currency in this kingdom. You want God, you must hunger for Him. Because what you hunger for, you run after. I really can Nobody all nobody had to force her to run after the donuts. Because she knew she needed it. When your body needs food, you will eat. Even, even when you don't feel like, you, will want, you shall want to eat just so you will not faint. You so we need God. We hunger for God. Blah, blah, blah. Another part I want us to, to, to note is... Okay, I already, already said that. If I already, I, Let me read what I wrote here. A lot of people in the church and people here are starving. Are starving. The word of God is a balanced diet. The word of God is a balanced diet. The word of God is a balanced diet. You know, it the one of the reasons, I think, let me ask you guys, I've been simple so far in my teachings, right? Have I been simple enough for you guys to understand me? You know, no, no complex words, no, hey, that is how it should be. Not that you, you, I'll come here now, I will now start speaking, or you both be big English, and at the end of the day, you live leave more confused, Christ to us here. Even when Christ wants to speak to us, He speaks to everybody in, in ways in which we understand. He will not speak to me in a way he speaks to holiness if He knows that that method will not work for me. So imagine I call me, I start speaking a manner of words, I don't understand what I'm saying. Break down your words, make it simple. Not everybody is a graduate in the church. There are people who have not gone to school. We need to come down to their level. This does not make, this does not make them less important. Please, don't get me wrong. Please. So we need to be our, our teachers, our pastors need to be simple teachers. Break down the word. It will shock you that old believers do not know what righteousness is. They've been hearing this word for years, but they don't know what the word means. You break it down. What is righteousness? I come and I tell you spiritual growth now. Uh, spiritual growth is um, accessing depth in God. Spiritual growth is that. And I, you live here, like, okay, 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 okay. So do you understand? As simple as possible. God wants us to be hungry for him, but he also wants to satisfy our hunger. God wants you to hunger for him, but he doesn't want you to starve. Hmm. He doesn't want you to starve, he wants to feed you. God, you are my hunger and my satisfaction. Thank you, Jesus. You are my hunger and my satisfaction. Those of you in relationships say, so You know how you do it? Now you will tell your, your babe, You are my temptation and my satisfaction. Wala, <laughs> well, for those who speak single, the Lord is with you. <laughs> Even like my love, You are my temptation and my satisfaction. You tempt me are you satisfying me the more the more I drink from you the more I want to drink of you Lines <laughs> with the bust end so the point here is this God wants you to hunger for him but he doesn't want you to starve like I said earlier that people who are starving in the church because not every, not every but some teachers they are not doing what they ought to do so you let us help ourselves let us help ourselves let us help ourselves too all right. So only God can satisfy you. God made us to need Him. God made us to need Him. This peace, That's that that that. Okay. Let me even use myself as a, a real life testimony. So it's not it's not like I'm going to Sokoto for what sister my support to. Then day yesterday yesterday I was talking with someone and he don't know me that I was talking about my where I used to work before and why I left and how I was clean. Is it dissatisfied now? And you know the vacancy is open again and I was considering should I go back there should I not go back there and my friend was walking me through my walking me through my thoughts and at the end of the discussion I realized that going back there would not make me would not satisfy me because I realized the roots of all that had been happening you know, one of it had been dissatisfaction and the Lord Spirit told me that oh, only He, is He only he only him can satisfy me only God can satisfy. Only God. When you, when you start feeling dissatisfied and the, the feeling is prolonged for weeks, for months, for weeks, for months, go back to God. Go back to God. Go back to your Bible. Go back to the Word. Go back to the place of prayers because only Jesus truly satisfies. All right? All right. Like I said, sometimes you may not feel like it. That means you may not even have the appetite for it. But because you know you need God, you will still go for it. You will still go. You will still go. So, Chase after God, run after God, in spite of your feelings. We do when you are hungry, you will do almost anything to get food. When you are hungry, you tend to be angry. They say an hungry man is an angry man. In most, in some cases, anyway, in the way you are know, hungry, the point I want to bring up from what I just said now is the reason why many of us are behaving the way we are behaving is because our spirit is starving. The reason why you get so you get angry easily, the reason why you are susceptible to the enemy. And his works is because your spirit is weak. Your spirit is weak. The reason why the enemy can press your neck, press it, press it, press it. Jesus, Jesus even to touch Jesus, no energy, is because your spirit is hungry. Like I said, God wants you to hunger for him, but he wants to satisfy. He doesn't want you to starve. Stop punishing your spirit. Stop punishing your spirit. You take care of your body, you take care of your mind, take care of your spirit too. All right, you complain of night, you have nightmares, you complain, you murmur, you are impatient, understanding unreliable, unsteady. Because your spirit, even though it is alive, it is weak. Even though your spirit is alive, it- we can pray. Oh Lord, cookie, my spirit, my he will, he will, by his word, by his word, he has given you what you need to have a strong spirit. The word of God, the word of God. Alright. All right. All right? Uh... Also, you know, not having appetite is, is sometimes a sign of sickness. The way you are sick, you don't feel like eating. So, check yourself. I'm going to even give us an assignment at the end of this. check yourself. Examine yourself. Why am I not craving God? Or what am I, why am I not desiring God? What am I doing wrong? What is my association like? Stuff like that. All right, we'll get to that. All right, the next sub module: how to constantly hunger for God. Are we here? How to constantly hunger for God. Number one: stay with God. Number one, stay with God. Stay with God. I was discussing with someone from this, from this group this week. And she said something that doesn't, it wasn't new. But the way she said it just, you know, touched me, It's me a little bit differently. She said, sit with the word. Sit with the word. Sit. You want to constantly hunger for the Lord, you must sit with the word. You must sit with. With the word, stay with God. Stay. You feel like staying or not? Still stay. You are very busy or not? Still stay. Stay with God. Stay with God. How do you stay? Studying the word, praying, worshiping, praising, meditating, a quiet time. It's not every time you must talk. When it's not every time you must have words to say when you are spending time with God. Okay. It's not. Sometimes I wake up in the morning and I have no words. Excuse me. And I'm just quiet. And I'm just praying. I'm being brutally honest. It's not every time I wake up at night know I want to turn the pages of the Bible looking for mysteries or every time I have words to express how I'm feeling. It's okay to be quiet. If that's something we need to... Some of us don't know how to rest in God's presence. We don't know how to bask. We don't know how to enjoy God's presence. Whenever you go to God's presence, you are either talking or eager for God to talk. Sometimes just relax. Just relax. Just relax and just enjoy yourself. Just enjoy yourself, really. Which brings me to the next point. Be in the midst of spiritual people. Surround yourself with fire. You cannot be in the midst of fire and be cold. You can't be in the midst of spiritually hungry people and not be hungry. You must be. Something must be. In fact, it's impossible. It's impossible. And I'll, I'll connect this with the first point I made. I have prayer meetings with some of my friends every Saturday by 9. Every, we started we start last month or so so the main point of, of course we come with our request but the main point of prayer I mean, is just to bask and when we meet for the first 15-20 minutes we just thank God, we just pray in tongues, we just express, if you want to sing, if you want to laugh, like, want to, even if you want to cry, it's a safe space so w- w- with people like that I would die be cold, even when I, even if I'm feeling cold, that Saturday once I spend time fellowship with my sisters, with my brothers and with God I come out feeling refreshed I come out feeling refreshed to surround yourself with fire it's important be in the midst of fire learn how to enjoy God's presence If it's not every time you are with your friends you talk, talk sometimes you are just quiet the silence does not have to be uncomfortable or awkward enjoy the presence of God the third point build capacity stretch yourself stretch yourself stretch stretch you used to pray for 30 minutes you've praying for 30 minutes for the past eight years ah please now stretch even if it's 31 minutes, stretch. Good capacity, stretch. you reading just one verse for the past how many months. Stretch. Make it three. Make it a chapter. Just stretch. You know, the more you make use of your muscle, the stronger it will be. It's also, the more you stretch in a place of prayer, the more you would pray and the more you would want to pray. My dad, my, my dad would say that praying, the more you pray, the stronger you become. I always say that I want to be like you when I grow up. <laughs> so it is possible. So, give capacity, stretch. Don't be okay with the level you are in. Move forward. Move forward. Number the last point here ask the Lord for hunger. Ask the Lord for hunger. You can ask God to give you hunger, okay? You can ask God. Ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Nook shall be opened unto you. So, you can ask the Lord for hunger. Honestly, it will fill you with so much hunger. Eh? Ah, ah. You, our, there's no time let me, should I let me share this is one of Pastor Lawrence so yours old I call it old now Messages or sermons. when he said one guy came to the meeting and you know he prayed for anger, for fire I guess and from right from that meeting to his house this guy could not stop speaking in tongues he was speaking in tongues speaking in tongues the next how many days he just he stepped out of his house because the fire was too much he could not contain it he could not continue, he had to go out to start healing people, he would i not a pastor, he, <laughs> he met somebody with, I don't know maybe a best leg or something, and he just touched the leg, be straight and let, And for days the guy himself got tired and said, God no, I cannot continue this way, so if he asked God for hunger, he will give you more hunger than he would even know what to do with him. so God can make you hungry for him, God can make of course, follow this other point, if you are struggling with it, stay with the Lord surround yourself with fire fire, may I call myself fire, I'm, messy, oh yeah. I'm light, I'm light and fire, I'm a shining light, I'm a burning fire, I'm fire, I'm fire, 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 you get to surround yourself with fire, ask the Lord to fill with hunger, amen, the last, is it the Lord, how to access, excuse me, how to access depths with, with spiritual hunger, how do you eat when you're hungry, you eat me, how do you access this with hunger, you access, you access, you go in, you go in, you pursue, you seek. That is it. I don't have any any points here. Yeah. So how do I access that <laughs> How do I access? How, how, what do I do when I'm hungry? I eat. What do I do when I'm spiritually hungry? I I do what I need to do to be satisfied. I go after God. I stay with Him. I pray. I fast. I wait. I do all of that. You get. So the last sub module, the blessedness of spiritual hunger. Basically, what are the benefits of spiritual hunger? Just one just one, cost of time, just one. The benefit of spiritual hunger is God. It's God, really. Like I said, it's our desire and our satisfaction. It's our hunger and our satisfaction. It's our thirst and our satisfaction. It's our, in quotes, temptation and our satisfaction. Do you understand? So the benefit of spiritual hunger is God. You hunger after God or you hunger for God, what you get is God. What you get is God. And if you have God, you lack nothing. You lack nothing. When you have God, you have everything. Even in moments of frustration, even on days of struggling, there's this peace, this assurance in your heart that, Omo, at least I still get God. I still get God. Amen. In conclusion, okay, I already even said this. Okay, I'll conclude with this. Can we turn our Bibles to James chapter 1, 23 to 25? someone should help us post to so read it here, we are come to the end of tonight's section but before we take two or three questions, let me just read James chapter 1, please who is helping us post so should I James chapter 1 23, so sorry it's only my bible James chapter 1, 23, 25 ok I read I read if you listen, please listen attentively. If you listen to the word, but do not put it into practice. I'm reading Good News Revolution now. But do not put it into practice. You are like people who look in a mirror and see themselves as they are. They take a good look at themselves and then go away and at once forget what they look like. 25. But if you look closely into the perfect law that sets people free, that's the word of God and keep on paying attention to it. it. Speaks of consistency. So don't just your 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 learning, your growth doesn't end there. Doesn't end there. And you keep on paying attention. Like God told Joshua in Joshua chapter one that this book must not depart out of you. You must meditate on it day and night. Because out there out there in the world corruption in the world darkness in the world gross darkness so it's important that we constantly and consistently pay attention to the word of god you get and do not simply listen and then forget it but put it into practice you will be blessed by god in what you do you'll be blessed by god in what you do so you hear and you practice you grow you hear you practice you grow you hear and you practice, you will see results. You will hear and you practice. We'll be seeing Christ in you. You will just be smelling like Christ. They'll be asking you, Sister, what perfume do you use? What body spray do you use? Sister, Holy Spirit is my body spray. Holy Spirit is my perfume. I carry His presence. I carry His presence. It's my perfume. It's my body spray. When I enter into a room, they know that light has come. When I enter into a room, they know that fire has come. When I speak to a, a person or group of persons, who feel the you will sense the fire, not cold coldness or warmth. I'm not warm. I'm not warm. I'm not cold. I'm fire, fire, fire. Even on days and I don't feel like burning, it doesn't change the truth that I am fire. So, like I said. What you have heard and what you will still hear on Monday, and what you will still st- put them into practice, if you want to see results, the Lord helps us in Jesus' name. So my assignment to us tonight is this: <laughs> my assignment, to, uh, my assignment for us, I mean, tonight, go home. Okay, you're already at home. Sorry. <laughs> Examine yourself. Do a I call it a heart check. I call it a heart check. I do it. I like doing it. Do a heart check. Just sit. Be quiet. With the Holy Spirit, the angels, you. Be quiet and ask, Lord, search my heart. You, search your heart. Only Ghost, search my heart. What areas am I doing well? What areas am I showcasing Christ? What areas am I not showcasing Christ? Those areas you are doing well, how can I do better? Those areas I'm not doing well, I need to improve. You are not, you be not so patient. How do I get patient? How do I grow patient? You've not been faithful in God's vineyard. How do I become more faithful? I've not been praying as much as I should. How do I become how do, I, how do I become a prayerful stuff like that? So examine yourself. Like Isaiah 1 verse 10 says, say come, let us reason together. Come, let us reason together. The Lord helps us in Jesus' name. Amen. Please, questions.
2: Questions time. Let me see.
1: So the first question we have here this evening. Can we all hear me? yes oh i can
2: okay the first question here this evening says um okay when it comes to finding a local assembly so that you can grow what should you do when your parent insists are you going to their whole local assembly with so much activities he needs I love their local assembly though, but I desire an assembly where I can grow. How then can I make my parents see my genuine reasons because I can't disobey or, or argue? Thank you.
1: Okay, this is a good question. This person says, Sister Mercy, you are my temptation and satisfaction. I beg <laughs> I beg Okay, that question. Number one I will ask have you spoken with your parents if you have I refused okay say they insist meaning you asked this is what I will say you are still under their authority to so honor them when you to this not forever situation one day you will move out and be free to choose your own local assembly be free to choose which church you want to attend but for now honor them let me give you a very good example the I didn't tell see this either. that see Easier. The last The last boot camp we had was in August and of course we were very, it was the very first one, boot camp 1, 1.0 so there were so many things we needed to put in order, so many things we did not we, we 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 found easier ways to do now in this 2.0 that we didn't know how to do at the other one. So i was very busy now, every day I would show up for boot camp and then I think the last day or the second to the last day, I was supposed to have said because on some days I would Go late to church, just start the boot camp and then join them, or I would go to church early and then leave midway. And that day my dad has said, it hmm. was not happy basically, and he expressed his, his displeasure. Like, you remember you are that authority, all these activities we are doing. In my mind, I could have been like, ah, it's not the work of God I'm doing. It's not still church things I'm doing, it's not. But just with so okay, sorry, this is actually the last this is actually the last day of the programme. I give you that honor. When I leave here, I will not be I will not be here forever. You get please are you guys please? One day I'll be on my own and I'll be afraid to say, oh, what camp I want to be doing now or, or stuff like that. So long as you are with your parents, please on them and keep striving to grow personally. I hope that makes sense. Okay. And this one was, I don't want to dig into this one obey. If, if I talk about it, forever. All right. This, this the second question.
2: question. How can a person do did it who did it express a relationship with a father? Love upon the Heavenly Father that we can't see or touch or feel. Do you understand the questions, Sam? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Why, you
1: don't have, why your Heavenly Father not will not be so fatherless? How then do we relate Holy Father? With God. First, I would say I'm so sorry about that. I'm so sorry about that. And I would ask you to not... Do not look, to not be disappointed in God because of the Holy Father's actions. You get many of us misrepresent God. Some fathers represent God. That misrepresenting God does not change God is. It does not change God is. God is a good father. All right, so please, number one i'm sorry about that number two your father has as or is misrepresenting god don't don't declare god guilty for your father's actions you can't relate with god and funny enough this word this word god gave me yesterday i posted it online yesterday i would i would speak it to this person believe and see you cannot see you cannot see god physically but believe him you will see him not that you have physical scene but you will see him just believe it's your father and you begin to see his fatherhood in your life. You begin to see. So start little by little, talk to him. Talk to him like you would to a friend, like you who's your heavenly father. If your father was, you know, like God. You get you got in the morning, good morning, Dad, or good morning, father. Uh, you know, once for a time I used to do that. At NYC. I would just be like, good morning, Holy Spirit. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. Something like that. God helps us. God helps us to know misrepresent Christ. Ah. God helps us to not misrepresent christ in the name of jesus please i hope that answers your question i think we can take two more because of time please
2: the third question sister mercy you talked about fruit of the spirit. this question is concerning that saying there are some believers that they exhibit the fruit of the spirit so what can you call the fruits like, the person wants to know baby, it is the fruit of the Spirit or not because they don't believe in God.
1: Okay. Well, I want to this question this way. Being, doing good or... Help
0: me. Doing good things or... Being, sorry, sorry, mercy. Sorry, Messi. Simisola, can you mute your mic when Messi is on stream because it's echoing and we can't really hear her. Messi, go ahead. Please. Yes, what
1: I say. Okay. Yes, that one does righteous things does not make such a person righteous. The same way, just because I sing every now and then does not make me a sinner. So because they manifest some of these things does not mean you know. The spirit of God is in them, or the spirit of God is the one producing these things in them. The Holy the Spirit is not in them. He's not at work in them. He's not doing anything in them. Do you understand? So I won't I will call them fruits of the spirit. I'll just call I will, you know some believers are moralists. Yes. They are moralists. They like to do good things. Some believers, some believers are even more generous than believers. Some believers, some believers are generous with their resources. They are kind. You know, they give gifts doesn't change the truth that they are unbelievers it doesn't change the fact that they are still unbelievers so just because they do good things does not make them good in the, in the biblical sense of the word that because they do righteous things does not make them righteous what makes us righteous is christ in us is our faith in christ what makes us Produce the fruit of the Spirit, the Spirit of God in us. Unbeliever cannot produce the fruit of the Spirit because they don't have the Spirit of God in him. It doesn't mean they can't do some good things every now and then, but they are doing good things, it does not mean they are carriers of the Spirit. Do you understand?
2: Okay, okay, okay. The fourth question I'd like to know if one needs to have all the fruit of the Spirit before one can measure. If he or she is growing spiritually or not
1: well yeah that's you know Jesus you said that. That. yes i understand i understand you perfectly by the fruits we shall know them i'm trying to bring up that particular verse that says by the what fruits are we talking about the fruits of the spirit of course so yes you have to be manifesting these fruits before we know that okay okay this person is serving excuse me before we know that this person is serving God how do you know a mango tree you know a mango tree when you see a mango on it you know an apple tree when you see apple on it you know a Christian Christian simply means Christ like you know someone who is Christ like by how much of Christ they are manifesting so yes producing the fruit of the spirit is one of the ways is a, a primary way Showcase that one is growing spiritually. Remember our definition of spiritual growth it means being like Christ, it means living like Christ. If you are not showcasing the attributes of Christ, how then are you like Christ? Hmm?
0: All right, uh, CC, oh, glory to God, hallelujah! How many of us enjoyed today's session? How many of us took home? Is taking, how many of us are taking on one or two important notes, my God, tonight's session was so, so powerful. So, so powerful. I want you to, can you just write a little bit of the part that hit you the most? You know, many of us receive some basketballs in quotes, right? But then I I want you to know that um, um we didn't we didn't put this boot camp together to attack you. We didn't put this boot camp together to drag you, you know, even though you were dragged, which is we, we thank God for the dragging. The Bible says and everything give thanks, yeah? So we thank God if you were dragged, you know. But then we, we did we did um do these things to we, we did this to um bless your lives and the testimonies we've been receiving please we really want to hear your testimonies we want to hear more of them we want to hear more of them the testimonies we'll be receiving they are so mind-blowing so mind-blowing back to back to back to back testimonies they are so amazing I, I, and I, I right now i just want us to I want us to pray. I want us to pray for Mercy. I want us to pray for her that in the name of Jesus, our life is going to reflect God in every sense of the word. In the name of Jesus, Mercy's life is going to reflect God in every sense of the word. In the name of Jesus, a life is going to reflect God in every sense of the word. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I want you to. Pray for yourself also That in the name of Jesus This word will not depart out of your mouth This word will not depart Out of your heart This word will not depart from you In the name of Jesus It will not depart from you In the name of Jesus Oh glory to God in the highest Glory to God in the highest